Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Cruise FM presents The Locker Room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James P. White for Arden Roof Systems. There's more to your roof than just shingles. You gotta come on. Boom, 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 boom. Bang, 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 bang. Here we go. Grant Johnson. Good morning. Wednesday, so we got bank milk in. Yeah. We're going to have a problem with the week all, all week. Yeah, until we had sorted out since we had the Monday off, right? Um, we got the anthem challenge. So you're singing this morning. I'm yeah. singing tomorrow, just after eight. And then Jimmy's going to wrap up the week on Friday. I've already sort of, I babe Ruth this. Okay. I've called my shot and said that I'm going to beat you guys. <laughs> um, I practiced a little last night. Yeah, you're doing it, Jimmy, and taking yeah. it serious. Yeah. So I sang in front of the wife as well. Oh, that's brave. Yeah. Yeah. Her comment was, why are you yelling? (laughs) I'm singing. (laughs) Oh, Canada! (laughs) All right. um, So lots to get to on the show today. Aretha Franklin became the first woman inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame on this day, January 3rd, 1987. From the Harvard Media News Center, the Locker Room News. Edmonton Police Chief Dale McPhee says gang activity is one of the many reasons that homeless encampments are not safe. Um, The police chief, as well as social agency officials, say those involved in organized crime are taking advantage of the city's most vulnerable people. McPhee says he's also heard of things happening like gang members controlling access to the city-supplied water fountains and then charging people to use them. Um, So he said that's one of the many reasons why they need to dismantle them. The police chief says accountability needs to be put back into the system to deal with those taking advantage of people. Wow. How how long did that meeting take to come up with that excuse? (laughs) True. eh? (laughs) We need need more reasons. We need another reason. We need need something to placate the the population because really all we're doing is just tearing down something we don't like. So we got to give everybody a reason why. That, uh, that we're doing it. Gang I'm, activity. They're, he's saying they're responsible for all the shootings. He well, tied that in, too. Listen, I'm not suggesting that, that there isn't issues um, with crime and, and, and whatnot with the homeless population, but come on. Also, just, like, just be honest with this. Yeah. You don't like where they're setting up and you're tearing it down. Yeah. You, you know what? I'd have more respect for you than some bullshit excuse <laughs> like this. Like, really? Come on. Yeah. Like, gangs? <laughs> Gangs are controlling the water, the water fountains. fountains. Turn down! It sounds like something my auntie would share on social media, but... <laughs> oh, come on. You guys, you know what? You're just, you're upset because... 
Everybody in the city thinks you're heartless bastards, and you are. City council and the police, you colluded, Mm -hmm. you got caught. Somebody realized that this was an awful idea, that that this is a multifaceted issue, and you just can't go rip them down and think that you're getting rid of the homeless population, right? And instead of looking inwards and actually dealing with this thing one individual at a time because that's Mm -hmm. what it's going to take. Unfortunately, this is not an easy solution. You're going to have to sit down with everybody that's got a homeless problem and you're going to have to figure out what it is that's causing that issue and you're going to have to deal with that person individually. Yeah, That's the only way that this is going to change. Like, I don't want homeless in Camas either, you know, no, you're driving down Gateway Trail and, and they're all along that fence right before the antique mall and like I don't want that either. But if you just clear it up, they're just they're they're gonna they don't move just to di- another they don't just disappear. They're just gonna go to another area. Yeah. That's all they're gonna do. You have to just fixed playing a game problem. of moving it around and Yeah. Right? So you're spending more time coming up with the reasons why you're doing what you're doing to placate everybody in town than you are actually dealing with the problem. Yeah. Fix the problem. (laughs) Fix the problem. Instead of having meetings about, oh, what if the gangs were controlling the water fountains? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Do you think everyone would buy that? The locker room topic of the day. Most annoying person on social media. It could be somebody you know. It could be a famous person. I'll start. And I don't know what it is. And maybe I'm missing the joke. But um, Mark Wahlberg. (laughs) I read another drip check. Okay, this is a drip check. I'm telling all the new municipal. Look at this. The shirt. Ain't no drawers, man. Got a bathing suit. Right here. Look at this. Showing off his abs. Guess what? Yeah. They're officially in. And they're going to be available. Top of 2024. The slides. He's trying to sell merch. I get it. Right? But like he's can got. You d- stop with the drip check. <laughs> Slow drip. Like, what? Yeah. You're white. <laughs> he's Marky Mark. You're white. Have you seen his abs? You're really white. <laughs> Stop! So he's trying to sell all his workout gear, which is called Municipal, I think. So, yeah. All right. It's, yeah. 780. I don't know why you would follow him. I don't know why I followed him. I, there was something, you know what? If somebody comes up in the news or whatever, I'll click and, and follow, follow him. Follow him, yeah. And so he shows up in my feed all the time, and it just, I'm annoyed by him. You know Maybe that'll you sh- be you. You know what you should do is you should talk to people that you care about, that know a little bit more about social media. Just just hear me out for a sec. And then say, hey, I'm going to follow Mark Wah- Wahlberg. What do you think? You're going to be angry every day, Locke, so maybe you shouldn't. Oh, I see what you're saying. I yeah. At the end of your 100 push-ups a day, you might be doing drip checks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You guys think of who you find the most annoying okay. on social media. We'll get to you guys in a bit here. 780-989-0957. I'm okay if it's me because <laughs> I, I actually I do rub people the wrong way. I can tell by oh, their yeah. responses sometimes. Like, they don't get my sense of humor. And that was what I was going to say about Mark Wahlberg. Happens, yeah. Maybe he's, it's a joke. Do you think he's I think it's kidding? a little tongue-in-cheek. Is it? But. Okay, maybe I'm missing. The locker room topic of the day. Most annoying person on social media. I want to say Rob Reiner. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, he's annoying because he's like all, all he does is wake up and tweet about Trump. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, Trump's an idiot, but... You you gotta chill out. Like you don't wake up January first, and the first thing you think is Happy New Year. 
Uh, we're going to defeat Donald Trump this year. Like, it's if that's your first thought when you wake up New Year's Day, you got a sickness. And here he is ill. Like, well, and it's it's sad because Rob Reiner created some of the greatest entertainment. I mean, Spinal Tap, All in the Family, yeah, Princess Bride, what, what Stand did, by Me, Harry Met Sally. What was announced with his name on it? They were oh, doing a the, Spinal Tap 2. They're doing a Spinal Tap 2, and yeah. he's obviously the creator of that. Misery. Right? Like, Misery is so great. And yeah. he did a, a few good men. I think he was involved in that one, too. I remember th- when we were talking about the fact that there's a, there's a, you know, a Spinal Tap coming out, mm-hmm. a, a second one. I'm like, how's he going to find time to write that? He's got to tweet about Trump. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's all day. Exactly. It's, it's, it's all literally day, every wake day. Wake up, start tweeting, and like... That listen, you're doing more damage for your cause. I, than, I was just going to say that. Yeah, that's well put. The locker room topic of the day: most annoying people on social media. Stan texted in and said the most annoying is Dave Portnoy. Dave pizza Portnoy. review time. We are at Bardo's Bar Pizza, best damn bar pizza you've ever had. Same guy who sent me crisp and Walpole sent me this place in Norwood. Um, it's a truck. I guess they have a full-blown location somewhere else. I've never seen a pizza served in what I would call a pizza bowl. I don't know what else to call this. He, yeah. Barstool. Barstool Sports. He started it and then ended up buying it back for like nothing. So he sold it and then ended up, they had to sell it and they sold it back to him for like a dollar. It's some crazy deal. Um, but he can be annoying, yeah. His pizza, yeah. Stan was annoyed because he said he does those pizza reviews all the time, but he doesn't like toppings on his pizza. Like, he's always mad if there's any toppings on his pizza. He likes the, he just the wants old cheese. He wants the New York slice, just right? Just cheese, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's quite smart. The pizza reviews? Well, because he's getting a free meal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not a dumb thing, right? He might be annoying, but... The locker room topic of the day. Most annoying people on social media. Jimmy, you're up. I know this is kind of self-deprecating in a way. Radio people. There's so many annoying radio people. On Why is it self-deprecating? Because we're radio people. Okay. <laughs> but we're not the annoying ones. We're, you know, uh, happy new year for me and my cats. Um, you don't like Some people look at us as annoying. What's that? Some people would look at us and be like, oh, those guys are annoying on social media. For sure. Absolutely. For sure, there's people looking at our posts. Hate watching our posts and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It happens. Yeah, but pro- there are. Probably I will say there are a lot of um, annoying me more than you guys. But there's a lot of really annoying radio people. But the ones that annoy me are the ones that think that they're influencers. Yeah, that's what annoys me. I'm like, you're, you're on the radio. You're not a celebrity in Edmonton or or Kelowna or you know, <laughs> like, yeah. Name any city. You're not a celebrity. You're on the radio. You're an idiot. Do you want to name anybody in particular this morning? <laughs> no, I probably shouldn't. Jimmy could just name anyone that's a mental health warrior or sober. <laughs> I have nothing against people that are. I just don't like insincere people i like yeah you know people that post and it just sounds like a it's generic a, no, no it's no. it sounds like just a generic like i know the one guy you're you're thinking of and i don't think there's a lack of sincerity there i'll tell you what it is it's the constant need for attention mm-hmm. that and it's, validation it's so desperate and- 
and I think that's part of our problem with it. Um, the other, the the thing that I have a problem with is um, is when, and I think the reason why we're maybe more annoyed by radio people than say other people are is because we have met them and we know them, mm-hmm. and so we get what they're what they're doing, and they're putting out something. They're putting out a persona. It's not them. It's not who they are. And so that lack of authenticity, that really gets under my skin. The one that you're really annoyed with, though, Jimmy, that person is that person. If yes, you've met them in I'm real saying. life ever, that's who they are. Yeah. They're, they're annoying. But that's uh, the worst, too, is the people that jump over any celebrity death. They make it about themselves and yep. how impacted they are by this celebrity death. Oh, and, and I, I can't stand. Matthew Perry, I interviewed them once in 1975. and <laughs> I can't stand the, the guys that are trying to be cool, that are just, that are so not. Yeah. You're so, just <laughs> be yourself. Yeah. Like, I met you, right? You can dress it. Mm-hmm. You can try it. You're not... You're not cool. <laughs> Put it away. The locker room topic of the day. Most annoying celebrity on social media. Mark said only fans girls. He says their <laughs> posts are everywhere on Instagram and you click on it and then it's just a paywall. Come on. <laughs> That's why he's mad. It's because he wants because... to see what's there and then he, <laughs> he doesn't, doesn't want to pay for it. Doesn't want to put his credit card uh, in. Come on, you gotta pay for that, Mark. If you You know what support him. We are we're at an interesting time with social media, right? Because everyone is trying to find a way to monetize Make it. money. So everybody that has any kind of stake in online, you know, Instagram, Twitter, whatever, mm-hmm. everyone's trying to find a way to pull money out of people. And uh, I don't know about you. If there's a paywall on anything, I am out. Mm-hmm. Like I am, I, 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 there's enough money coming out of my, my, if you, if I have to read your, if I have to pay yeah. something or sign know, up something for, for you to, to, to get your content, I am out, son. It's too bad because there's a lot of articles on like the athletic that I want to read, but, um, they, it's always paywalled. And so I can't read it. Yeah. yeah. Like the New York Times. I'm sorry. I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not subscribing. The, sorry. The failing New York Times. <laughs> yeah. It's, it'll be interesting to see. Because I think most, do you think people pay for that kind of stuff? Yeah, it's obviously, I think so, yeah. I have friends that subscribe to like The Athletic. Okay. Yeah. All right. Because I, I just think it's going to be one of those things that in, in you know, 5, 10, 15 years, it's, it's going to be the Wild West again. Because yeah. people are just going to give up on trying to <laughs> make money from it. The locker room topic of the day. Most annoying person on social media. Uh, Wade said Theo Flurry. Yeah. yeah. Well, so his Theo can be entertaining if you don't take him seriously. But then if you start reading his tweets and then reading the comments back to him, it gets scary how many people buy into what he's putting out there and just how delusional he is. Yeah, it's Yeah, I think Theo is the product of our our times and I think the the unbalance that he kind of presents or throws out there um, came from something, unfortunately. Yeah. Right. So I, I, I feel bad. I, I have a problem with the Theo flurry, the punching down on him. 
because um, you see that quite a bit. Yeah. Because I'm thinking he's, as much as I don't agree with the majority of his stances online, I'm also, mm, yeah. Are you? There's a reason why he's where he's at. Don't pick fights with him. Like he's he's he's, he's unbalanced. He's like, not. He's right. not. He's not yeah. well. He's not a healthy healthy individual. Unfortunately, and and I think we're just going to continue to see more and more of this type of thing, that mm-hmm. type of extremism. I touched on it yesterday, just based on how difficult it is to just to get by, right? Yeah. I, th- I think you're going to see more and more of that. It, you're going to see more extremism, mm-hmm. right? Our politics now are completely geared. You either have to be a complete wing. You watch coverage of, of politics on online, on television, on the radio, and you go, who's voting for these? Well, because... Politics goes after extremists because yeah. the only people that vote now are extremists. Well, we on talked either about end. my most annoying person on social media is Rob Reiner, who wakes up. He's and an just, extremist. He's, he wakes up and starts he's tweeting about Trump. He's completely insane. Nonstop all day, right? every day. And Theo's on the Theo's other end. the of other it. end of it. He his New Year's message was get right with God and let's overthrow this government. Like yeah. <laughs> the locker room only on Chris. So this story is pretty significant because this this woman who passed away quite a few years ago is her ashes mm-hmm. are going up into space but she's going up into space with a bunch of other famous people famous stars and trekkie fans yeah and cr- yeah. the creator so um gloria she's from vancouver She's a huge Star Trek fan when she was alive. Yeah. Uh, she died 12 years ago, and now her family has gotten some of her ashes on board a rocket that will be launched into space, um, carrying 250 capsules of human remains into space later this month, going past um, and Mars. What's, what's the Star, uh, Star Trek creator? Gene, Gene Roddenberry. Roddenberry. He's going to be on board. He's on, so that's kind of cool. Uh, that his wife. Um, yeah. Some stars of the original series are going to be on there. That's They're going to blast them off into the final frontier. So Space. she must have been. I don't a- know why they don't just take them down to Vulcan, Alberta, and bury them there. <laughs> it's a lot easier. <laughs> right? Seems a little too much pomp and circumstance. <laughs> but somebody must. It must have been a wish of hers. Yeah. Or you know. Or they just saw it and were like, "Oh, this is perfect. Let's put some of her ashes on on board here and and send her." I actually saw a prediction. Um, there's people on TikTok that make predictions all the time, like for the New Year's and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I've and seen those. Yeah. One of them had a prediction that William Shatner would die this year and his ashes would be blasted into space. Old Shatner. So eh? maybe that'll come true too. Maybe he'll be on board. <laughs> so it's going to cost up to thirteen thousand uh, per person to send some. Like I said, it's cheaper oh, to bury him in Vulcan. Okay, now I. So the family is paying for yeah. it. Yeah. So, oh okay. yeah, yeah. Families. That's family has a ring. Still for it. cool though. Yeah. I like it. When I saw this, I was like, where do we bury a Star Wars fan? Tunisia. What? what Tunisia. Is... That's, that's Why where... did I know he'd have an ass? I was, uh, here's where you bury a Star Wars fan. You bury them alone. <laughs> the way they died. <laughs> From the Harvard Media News Center, the locker room news.
According to a new report, Canada's highest paid CEOs saw their pay packages skyrocket in 2022. So for that year, the average pay was $14.9 million for CEOs as uh, company profits soared with inflation. The top 100 CEOs were paid 246 times more than the average Canadian worker. So the average CEO makes $7,162 an hour, meaning in eight hours they can make the average annual income in Canada. Yeah, I think I saw a story yesterday where the majority of CEOs in Canada made more money than you will make this year already in one day in, yeah the no, first day of the year it was yesterday and they were saying like it's they're like it's incentive and it helps the stock markets but they were showing the pay of these top ceos compared to their stock prices and a lot of their stock prices were way down and yeah yeah there's a lot of imbalance in that in that I wonder what galen is making He's got to stay off TV. <laughs> He's become like the most hated yeah. man in Canada yeah. because he put himself on TV. Don't go out. Don't put yourself on TV if you're super rich. And yeah, we, and again, like I uh, don't I, give I, people, don't let people know your name. And I don't want to that that extreme side of our culture right now. That division's yeah. not going anywhere. It's just. It's going to get worse, and a lot of it has to do with money and, mm-hmm. and that separation between rich and poor. We have completely eliminated the middle class in yeah. Canada, and it's unfortunate, right? It's gone. We were just talking about bowling this morning. I, I was saying a lot of people are posting about how expensive bowling is right now. What happened? They went bowling, and it was $75 for the hour for the lane. You can't afford to do anything, yeah. right? So what do we do? We just... Sit at home and drink. Get angry. And get angry. Stay angry. Scroll (laughs) scroll social media. Welcome to the locker room. So we have a celebrity death pool. We bet on people dying, famous people dying. We started the celebrity death pool when we first became a show. We're at round 22. We made our picks yesterday. The wager for the next round, the two losers have to spend a day working with Stacy and Arden Roofing, so oh, I don't roofing. know if that's more for a uh, punishment for them than us, but it's a hard day's work. It's an mm-hmm. actual day of work, an honest day's work. Yeah, so it, it'll be hard for us because that's that's not really in our wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not had a real job in a long time. Come <laughs> shake my hand. It's been a while. Yeah. Old soft hands lock. <laughs> anyway, so the wager for January is uh, Jimmy and I lost round 21 to Grant, who had Norman Lear, mm-hmm. was to do push-ups, 100 push-ups a day for the entire month. So um, I am embarrassed to say that it's not going well for old lock. Yeah, you just revealed that you haven't been doing real push-ups. I've been trying. Three days in here. I've been trying, but I generally I'm, I'm getting on my knees <laughs> before the end of the 10. Because you're doing bunches of 10. Yeah. yeah. So I've start, I get up in the morning, I do 10. I come into work, and then I try to do it. 10 an hour. 10 I've been, an hour. I've been doing at least five real and then trying to. Let's admit. talk a little bit about your counting. Because yesterday, at the end of the show, um, just before we took off, it was close to 10. Yeah. I, I went down and I did, I punched out my 10 for that hour. And then Jimmy thought he would, he would also do his, his yes. 20 and he rolled off his chair 
and got, got on the ground. Off Stephen Hawking chair. And uh, and he was doing one, two, three, nine, <laughs> sixteen. I did not. And then I he was rolled over them. and went, that's twenty. That's know, twenty. It was funny because. 40. Lachlan had been doing ten sets of ten all morning, so he got to like fifty or whatever. Yeah, and then in one hour, Jimmy goes, "I'm at 60. So why don't you just do all thirty one hundred right now for the month? I, just get the month over. With. I do, dude, I do some as soon as I get up. Before I even hop in the shower, I'm I'm doing doing a set. Hop in the shower. I'm do you want me to do kidding. some right here and now? Yeah, yeah. Let's get a video. We'll do an Instagram thing. Okay, do, do these counts. Yeah, and you're going to do 20 right now? I'll do 20 right now. Oh, that's okay. Good. We got cameras in the All studio. Right. Why is your chair not going down? Uh, is it broken? Chair down. <laughs> chair down. <laughs> but you had that thing charging all One, all week. two, three, that's nine, six. 16. <laughs> it's even sat down yet. 30. Okay. Do these count? Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Nine, ten. Those are real. These are neat ones. <clears throat> See, it's not that much different because it's really not any different. Because the stomach holds them up. <laughs> Fifteen, sixteen, forty-five, 17, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. That's sixty. <laughs> That's the month done. <laughs> ah, good work, Jimmy. You're such a dick. Life's a str- <laughs> it's always a struggle. He's still trying to get up. He can't stand up. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> <laughs> <Just> laugh. <laughs> you okay? He <laughs> can't stand <laughs> up. <laughs> oh, God love you. Locker Room presents The Grant Report. Brought to you by Battle Rattle Tactical Supplies. Supplying the front line since 2016. Now, Grant Johnson. Listen, I know that we like to joke around here and have a good laugh and a lot of fun on the Grant Report, and we're going to continue doing that, but every once in a while, we do need to get serious with you, because this could save your life or your wiener. (laughs) Health Canada has put out a warning about the serious health risks of unauthorized sexual enhancement products. The drugs, they say, can cause headaches, dizziness, hearing loss, <laughs> abnormal vision, shunt failure, and might just cause your unit to completely fall off. <laughs> Probably. Does Health Canada really need to put out a warning, though? Because isn't there just an understanding that if you're putting a quarter into a machine in a gas station bathroom and then getting a product called Extends with a Z at the end, we probably know it's not healthy for us. Like, has anyone ever taken Rhino 69 and thought, this is going to help me live to 100? No. You take Red Rex or Kangaroo Pills or horny goat weed, and you take it knowing that it will either kill you, make your thing fall off, or make sex 5% better. (laughs) 
The Grant Report is brought to you by our locker room Uh, merchandise. Get ready for this weekend's Monster Pro Wrestling with your own Little One t-shirt. You can text in now for the link to shop. Another moment with Dr. Locke. They just released a story, and then every time they do this, I'm always like, this is just a bad idea. You already have problems getting men to the doctor. The Mm -hmm. last thing you want to do is announce a new plan to scream for risky drinking. <laughs> so Canadian doctors are going to start doing that. When you go in, they're going to start like, hey, how much are you drinking? This has okay. been a thing over the last couple of years. Since the pandemic, really. Remember, mm-hmm. Grant, we, we were yeah, talking about this. Everyone's couple. drinking, kicked it up a notch, and they I think they realized how much of a dependency there was in Canada. Yeah. Um, here's my thing. Because I... Th- I worry about people avoiding the doctor. I do. Just mm-hmm. from... As a medical expert yourself. As a medical expert. And, and also just knowing s- some history in my family, right? Mm-hmm. It's not a good idea, guys. And I'm going to give you some advice on how to deal with the drinking thing. If maybe you are worried that you drink a little more than you probably should and you don't want to have that uncomfortable conversation with your doctor, here's some advice on how to deal with said doctor if you get into that situation okay. in the room. Okay? Just stop the conversation and go, listen, and look him right in the eye and go, I drink more than I should. (laughs) And if you're going to open up the hood on this, we're just going to waste a whole bunch of time that you (laughs) and I don't have. Right? Yeah. Let's just do the basics here, Doc. (laughs) And if you see anything that causes you, like, a great deal of concern, let's deal with that. Mm -hmm. But can we have this? Can we, like, limit the conversation to this? And I'm, I'm telling you right now, if you have that heart-to-heart with your doctor, yeah. he's going to go, all right, okay. Then he's going to move on to your smoking. Uh, <laughs> well, this kind of a thing, too, because of dry January, and they were ta- I was reading about, they were talking about all these people that quit drinking for January and then have serious health issues because they just quit cold turkey. It's not healthy. Remember when Army Chris and I did dry January and you were very concerned about him? You thought he was going to die. <laughs> I remember. There was a good too. reason. No, those, that was fair. Those texts that we were getting to on the on the uh, on the text group from him. Yeah, like whose idea was this? That was like pure anger. <laughs> You're listening to the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and Cinnamon Jimmy. So that makes more sense now. The Tim Hortons, like the retro donuts, are coming back again. Yeah, they did it. They brought back the walnut crunch. Remember, we got those and the, and the cherry and the cherry stick or whatever. That and other the cherry one was. stick. Yeah. Um, this time around, they're doing the Dutchie. This is the Dutchie. This is the Dutchie. So it's Tim Horton's 60th anniversary um, on May 17th, and they're going to bring back some retro donuts. The Dutchie is the headliner here. Yeah. Um, then they announced. So other people were wondering, what else are they going to bring back? So they were bringing back Jimmy will like this blueberry fritters. Okay. Oh, I like those. I know ones. Jimmy is a fan of those. All right. Uh, cinnamon sugar twists. And the I, Walnut Crunch. I do remember the Cinnamon Sugar Twists. They're also going to bring back, I don't remember them having omelets, um, but those will be brought back. So they have omelet bites. 
Uh, um, I was going to say there were little. A few years ago, they had. They were like little they quiches. Were little, yeah, they were little disc looking things. Hmm. Yeah, I remember those. So those will be back uh, as well on the menu. Um, you know what? I really want them to bring back, though, is the bread bowl for the chili. Is remember? that gone? That's been gone for years. Oh, has it? Years okay. and years. Remember the, the bread bowl? I remember. I, I yeah. never went to Tim's for lunch, though. Right? Like, for me, it was always a breakfast stop, mm. so I don't remember getting the chili. But people raved about the chili. I like the, the chili bowl. still. Um, the soup and the chili, though, in a bread bowl, there's just something classic about that. They got bring. I see there is a petition out there. Do you know what I think they should bring back? Because I had a conversation recently I think with one of my daughters about the roll up the rim and I'm like I don't even play I don't even know when it is because when they went electronic it yeah. was like the fun they was killed over it. to be honest they killed it once it went onto the app yeah it was no fun and it used to be like I think it was like January 1st every year they brought back roll up the rim and I thought it was spring they did it a couple times a year I think and yeah it was an exciting time it was you gotta bring back the cups mm-hmm. I don't know I know they were dirty and, and gross but still still it was way better <laughs> well it was probably COVID killed a lot of things it right? did yeah that's one of the one of those things I would I bet you there's conversations because there's got to be less people playing it. You would think so. No? Like, I would go out of my way to get Tim Hortons to play Roll Up the Rim. I don't even bother. And now I've never. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to the locker room. So we're doing an anthem challenge on the show here. The three of us are going to sing the anthem. Grant's up today. I'm up on Thursday. Jimmy's up on Friday. This is because you were watching hockey over your your Christmas break, and you thought, I am better than all these anthem singers. Okay, no, I didn't say that. I said I'm better than at least four out of (laughs) ten. So you decided, we'll we'll test it out here on the locker room. All right. We're wrapping. I'm obviously going to win this competition. I mean, it's not, it's going to be embarrassing for the two of you. But we're going to let Jimmy wrap up on Friday just because I I can't wait for him to sing the anthem. (laughs) So you got the lyrics in front of you? Yeah, what key is it? C? C, 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 C. I'm ready. Okay, Grant's ready. I've got the instrumental bed ready to go. Here we go. Okay, this is round one of the locker room anthem challenge. From far and wide, oh, can it do? We stand on God for thee.
Welcome to Locker Room Anthem Challenge Day 1. Bag milk. Bag milk. Bag milk. I was saying this morning, Bag Milk, that that was a a good win, like a significant win for the Edmonton Oilers last night. Flyers on a bit of a roll. But I get a sense that collectively, as Oilers fans, we're still trying not to get too excited because of the hole. <laughs> They're still trying to dig themselves out of fair. Yeah, I think so. I think I think that's fair. I mean, the wild part about the Oilers season is that they just won 14 of their last 17 games. And you go, mm-hmm. wow, that is a lot of wins in a span of 17 games. And yet they're still a point out of the wild card spot. They're still six points out of third in the Pacific. So I think that's where a lot of it comes from, is that the team's absolutely rolling right now. Last night was a great game. They found a, they found a way to win. It was tighter. They gave up a two-goal lead, and then that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that, yeah, it's cautious optimism for sure. Yeah, you can you can feel good about the team, and then you look at the standings, and it's kind of a downer. And you're kind of like, ah. Am I the only one that's like taking a look at that stuff every day too? Yeah, no, I'm sure you're not alone. <laughs> yeah, I just like it, you look at it every single day because yeah. every time and you go, all right, they got to be close, they got to be in, they got to be close, they got to be in, and then you go, really, they're still not in. Winning 14 to 17 is wild. It's crazy. That's the problem with the NHL. With you got the the Bettman loser points in there where people are you know rewarded <laughs> for mediocrity yeah. in this league, and uh, it makes it tough to bounce back. They got to get rid of that loss, that points for a loss in overtime. I gotta get rid of that. It's so much yeah. harder to dig yourself out of a hole. Yeah. yeah, or they gotta go to some kind of adjusted standing system where it's three points for a regulation win. If you're gonna give out three points in an OT loss, um, one to the mm-hmm. loser, two to the winner, then they gotta figure something out. Because yeah, it makes it really, really tough to for a team like the Oilers to climb back into it, even though they're playing some really, really good hockey right now. Yeah, McDavid. Speaking of watching points, fifth fastest player to hit 900 last night, and five points drags him into third overall in the scoring. At one point, you couldn't even see him on the first couple of pages at the beginning of the season. Rough start for the Oilers. Rough start for him. Uh, but it's interesting to watch him like climb to the top of the NHL again. Yeah, in a span of a few weeks, he went from like 130-something right up to the top of the list. So he's 10 back of Nikita Kucherov right now. At the pace he's going, it doesn't seem like it's going to be long until he's back on top again, even though Kucherov still got 10 points on him. But again, last night was just it was a master class by McDavid. He factored in on all five goals. He had his The goal he scored was a beauty. He mm. scored a bunch of beautiful assists in there, too. He's just... He's playing on another level right now, and he's so much fun to watch. That pass to Hyman was just disgusting. Yeah, backhand, like <sighs> eyes behind his head, right on the stick, right on yeah. Hyman's tape. It was, it was a. He's really playing at another level right now. He's playing some fantastic hockey, and that's. It's wild to say, even for him, that he can always find a way to get even better somehow. So the list, if you looked at it, I'm sure you did, but. The Wayne Gretzky numbers are just... You can't, you can't even... It's like, so insane. It was 385 no, games to get, to, to get 900 to points. 900 points. Yeah, it, just, it, it took it's McDavid crazy. 602. And he's, and he's fifth in the league. Yeah. 
right? I yeah. mean, and you can have the conversation about, you know, the game has changed and it, it, and you hear people all the time talk about how impressive he is based on how much tighter the game is and, and, and the fact that the players are all so much better. Um, but still, when you look at, like, when you start really breaking down the numbers, that is 385 games to 900 points. That's yeah, we, unbelievable. We, we, I was doing our post game show last night over this nation after dark, and we were talking about because Sportsnet kept showing that graphic of Connor McDavid, 602 games, 900 points to go. Man, this is incredible. And then you look up the list and you see Gretzky and you go, What <laughs> are you doing? That's basically just under three points a game. Yeah. <laughs> 185 games is absolutely bananas. It must have been, I'm too young to have really enjoyed those Gretzky years, but. Man, that must have been wild watching that every night because I feel that way watching Connor McDavid now, mm-hmm. and Gretzky did it almost twice as fast. So it's it, it's wild, wild numbers from Gretzky. Every time you see one of those records from him, you just go, "Well, no one's ever going to touch that in a million years." So nice job, Wayne. <laughs> Speaking of Gretzky, we should talk about Warren Fogle. Uh, <laughs> Five points the other night, career night for for McLovin. It's good to see him coming around. And one of the wild things about that night is that was the first time an Oiler has scored five even strength points in a single game since Sam Gagne's eight point night. Not even Connor. Oh, I didn't know that. Done it. Yeah, they've all like they've had five point nights, but like Connor had one last night. But you know, there's a power play point mixed in there or something like that. Warren Fogle. He's just found a spot next to Leon Drysaddle, and he doesn't like want to give up. And that line is buzzing right now. He's contract year Fogel. He's looking for a new deal going into next year, and he's playing really good hockey right now as well. So you love to see it from Warren Fogel. You love to see the depth scoring coming through and chipping in and wins that they get that the others are getting, like a guy like Ryan McLeod. He's on fire right now, too. It's fun to see some guys chipping in that maybe weren't earlier in the season. I had to explain the McLovin nickname to my wife. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and after I did that, because it took a while, because yeah. I had to do the McFogel the super bad yeah. thing and then the Hawaiian and driver's license and all that but i should have <laughs> videotaped that and she just well she's never seen super bad <laughs> that's I mean. so there was what? a lot of How there was you, a lot of holes you to gotta fill. change that <laughs> you gotta watch super bad with your wife <laughs> maybe yeah, i will new, yeah new year's resolution for 2024 is watch super bad with the missus yeah. yeah um last night too i enjoy watching the game with my wife because she gets very animated and mm-hmm. she's right into it and um that one pass the nuge goal where it was tic-tac-toe, she actually yelled that out before Jack. Oh. <laughs> she was like, tic-tac-toe! And then Jack said it, and I was like, oh my god, you could call the games, yeah. honey! Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun time right now to watch the Oilers. Um, and, and and again, like we sort of already alluded to it, they're digging themselves out of a hole that is, it's, it's, it's not over yet. Do you... Do you think they can maintain this pace? Uh, the, the unfortunate part is that they kind of have to. Yeah. Uh, they're going to get in. They kind of have to. Like last year, a lot of people point to last year's numbers and how they're very similar at this point of the season, actually. And then the Oilers yeah. went on an absolute heater down the stretch to get into the playoffs and finish second in the Pacific Division. That can totally happen again. The problem this year is that the Pacific Division is just better. 
Like yeah. LA's yeah. better, Vancouver's better. So that makes it an extra challenge. So right now they're battling for the wild card spot. I think they can do it. We've seen the Oilers turn it on down the stretch before. Connor McDavid, we talked about him. He's on fire right now. Leon Dreisaitl is playing some really, really good hockey right now. He's got goals in six of his last seven. So he's heating up at the right time for this team as well. Nugent Hopkins got two goals last night. Evander mm-hmm. King got one the other night. So there's some guys that are playing some good hockey right now down the stretch when they need to, especially given where they're at in the standings. But it's not going to be easy. They're going to have to win a lot of games down here to get into the playoffs this year. And I hope they're up for the challenge, but right now they're playing really, really well. Uh, Coach Nobby's got them playing some <laughs> tight, tight hockey out there. The goalies are playing yeah. well. So I think they can. Yeah, I do. I'm of the uh, hope will never die. I'm always the optimist when it comes to this team, unfortunately. I'd also like to point out to Leaf fans that we didn't talk about goalies during this segment. True. Right. Um, yes. And you know what? You guys are more than welcome to take Jack Campbell back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, there he is. Bag Milk, Oilers Nation. Thank you for your time, my friend. You've been listening to the Locker Room Podcast. Congrats. You just lost five IQ points. Catch the show live weekday mornings on 95.7 Cruise FM. Brought to you by Arden Roof Systems.